Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my co-host and my son, Emilio. Hey. That's him. In this episode, we'll be continuing our discussion of the best lineups one could put together of NBA players based upon where they played in college. And in this episode, we'll be discussing players who attended the University of Houston and, and UNLV. And UNLV, the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. As we do on these episodes, we break it down position by position, starting at center, then power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. Now, this episode starts with a pretty prominent player. We'll jump right in. We'll start with the Houston players at center. Emilio, who you got? Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the best NBA players of all time. Tell me a little bit about Hakeem. This guy, listen to this, Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star, two-time rebounding champ, two-time block champ, two-time NBA champ, 12-time All-NBA, um, nine-time All-Defense. Um, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And one-time MVP, two-times finals MVP, and 84-85 all-rookie. Yeah, so this guy, really, really accomplished player, uh, did a ton in his career, obviously led those two Rockets teams to back-to-back titles during the 90s. Um, what can you say about Hakeem? I mean, he's one of the most dominating uh, defensive and offensive uh, centers of all time. Yeah, the dream shake. Yeah, what's uh, what, what's the story with the Dream Shake? This is one of his uh, maybe his, his signature move. Yeah, the fake, the fake pass, the fake shot, turn around, pop. Yeah, a little series of moves. I mean, you can find uh, examples of the Dream Shake all over the internet. Well worth uh, checking out. But just one of the things that made Hakeem so effective. Such a nice touch on his shot. Such nice uh, feel around the basket. A f- phenomenal shot blocker. Guy who came over from uh, Nigeria where he grew up originally known as Akeem Olajuwon without an H, and then uh, added the H as he got going. Uh, legendary career. I mean, one of the best players of all time, as we've said, and uh, certainly the center on uh, – Top 10 players of all time. Yeah, top 10 player of all time. And, I mean, he's got got some company among uh, big men on uh, on this Houston squad, and we'll uh, move on to that right now. We'll talk about Power Forward. Who you got there? Well, another all-time great, another Hall of Famer, Elvin Hayes. Yeah, th- you're talking about the Big E. Sometimes, yeah, uh, one time we were looking at his jersey and he had an E on the back of his jersey. Yeah, he, he had a really, really unusual setup where he had uh, uh, just E in quotation marks on the back of his uh, the back of his jersey. I think that was uh, I think it was when he was on the San Diego Rockets, if I'm not mistaken, uh, early in his career. Um, you might be right, but I remember seeing the jersey on the um, the bullets on the bullets. Yeah, so this guy also, I mean, really, really accomplished. I mean, a Hall of Famer. A 12-time All-Star, a scoring champ as well. I mean, guy never won MVP, but uh, NBA champ as well. Just a phenomenal uh, career. I mean, both both these guys we've talked about so far, number one overall picks in their respective draft years out of uh, out of University of Houston. And um, do you agree with me on both of these? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think Elvin Hayes probably also a center in most situations, but uh, you know, obviously he's on a team here with Hakeem, so uh, not going to be the case here. Yeah, it does say that he played power forward for most of his career, but yes, he's he was definitely a center too. 
Yeah, we're using uh, basketball reference as we do for, uh, for for our research here. And yeah, he's listed as a power forward for most of his career. 6'9", so a little bit undersized relative to like Hakeem and maybe a little undersized in today's game. But I mean, Yeah, he could play center. Yeah, I think clearly clearly could play center. And, yeah, he uh, was also, I think he was playing with Wes Unseld. Yeah, so he was out there with another big. I mean, Wes Unseld yeah. also notoriously a, a, a really big man. Uh, and a guy who played center in the league as well. All right, so uh, pretty uncontroversial for these first two uh, choices at uh, center and power forward. What do you got at small forward? I think it gets, gets a little more interesting here, a little less clear cut. Bo Outlaw. Okay. Now, Bo Outlaw, I definitely don't think of him as a small forward. I mean, he definitely had more of a big man type of game. I think of him more as a power forward. Yeah. But, yeah, He's go ahead. 6'8". Six eight, so maybe the right kind of size for uh, for you know someone who could defend wings. Now, didn't really have the the shooting stroke you would expect from uh, from a yeah. three, at least not now. I mean, the guy basically never took threes. But yeah, I like this guy. I mean, he was a good shooter. Um, he was like a fifty seven percent two point shooter for his career. Yeah, so he was a really good shooter, and actually noted that uh, you know on the all-time leaderboards he's actually like really high in field goal percentage uh, all time. I mean, he's fifteenth in all-time field goal percentage, but that that's really a function of him taking shots like right at the basket. <laughs> I mean, this guy was a really good dunker and took a ton of his shots from like dunker range or like you know right near the basket. So I think his field goal percentage being really high is a function of that. And I, yeah, as I said, I don't really see him as a small forward, but I also don't see a clear-cut small forward option on uh, on this team. Could you go with that? So I actually went with a guy who I'm sure is gonna is gonna show up at a shooting guard for you, and that's Clyde, uh, Clyde Drexler. Exactly. Now I could certainly understand wanting to get him in at small at a at shooting guard because that's the position that he played. I mean, there, there's no question he was a shooting guard. He had the kind of size though that uh, that yeah, this guy. Makes you think he could have played the three? So good. Yeah, great player. I mean, obviously deserves a spot on this team. A Hall of Famer, NBA champion. 20 points a game for his career. One-time NBA champ. Ten-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA. Hall of Famer. Yeah, really made his career with the Blazers after being picked there with the uh, 14th pick in the 83 draft. 14th. This guy is a Hall of Famer. Clyde the Glide. 14th pick in the draft. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, his his he really, uh, he really could jump pretty far. Yeah, I mean that's why he's known as Clyde the Glide. Really could hang in the air and uh, kind of make decisions while he was up there, or so it appeared. And uh, yeah, a guy who averaged twenty points a game for his entire career, and um, you know went to the playoffs a lot with the Blazers, and just a, a huge part of uh, of NBA history. I mean, played uh, you know almost eleven hundred regular season games in the league, and uh, yeah, I mean clearly deserves to be on this team. It's really just a question of where you're going to slide him in positionally, whether at a uh, at shooting guard or, or small forward. I, I didn't feel comfortable going Bo Outlaw, but I, I certainly understand uh, you going that way. So you had Clyde at, uh, at the two? Yeah. That uh, that makes makes total sense to me. Who do you have at the two? Well, because I didn't have uh, I didn't have Clyde there, I went a slightly different direction. I went with Don Chaney, a guy I remember well as, uh, as Duck. No, you don't. No, you do not. <coughs> no, you do not. He was – he played. This guy played – before you were born, he did play before I was born. I do, however, uh, recall that he was the uh, the coach of the uh, of the Pistons when I became a fan back in the uh, in the mid nineties. Uh, he was also a successful part of some Celtics championship teams as a reserve. 
uh, five-time all-defensive uh, team player. Not at the level of, uh, of the guys we've mentioned so far. I mean, he's not. He's no Hakeem, uh, Elvin Hayes, or Clyde Drexler. Not even probably the well, I don't know. He's uh, at least has been a part of uh, of some really successful NBA teams. He doesn't have as good a field goal percentage as well. Well, that's true. <laughs> Definitely took different types of shots than uh, than Bo Outlaw. But I would have Don Chaney on my uh, on, on my team at, uh, at at the two. How about a point guard? What would you have going on there? Um, I went with um, Otis Birdsong. Is that who you are? Uh, I did. Uh, I did go with Otis Birdsong as well. Uh, yeah, what can you tell me about uh, about Otis Birdsong? I mean, a guy who uh, time has uh, has forgotten in some ways. I mean, not not a, a huge part of the conversation anymore. Yeah, I didn't know him until we were looking at this nickname Bird. He did play shooting guard, but I think he's only six three. He can he can throw down for somebody who's six three. Yeah, definitely not really a point guard. I mean, if you look at his assist totals during his career, I mean, definitely more of a scorer, but um. Yeah, this guy averaged over 20 points a game um, in a bunch of seasons. This guy was a uh, 27% three-point shooter. Not great. But what was his um, overall um, percentage, field goal percentage? Yeah. Uh, 50% uh, field goal percentage uh, overall. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Definitely pretty good. I mean, a four-time All-Star, uh, definitely a good player during his day. No. His uh, his nickname Bird. Do you think that inspired uh, Larry, who uh, who who came into the NBA shortly thereafter? I mean, I know he went by that name for a while, Larry Bird. This guy was a um, four time All Star. Yeah, I I actually just uh, just mentioned that, and he was a second overall pick by the uh, Kansas City Kings back in uh, 1977. So I, I think a bit of a stretch to put him here at point guard, but I did so as well because it's a close birthday to you. He does have a close birthday to me. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some other uh, some other options uh, now that we've gotten through our, our starting five. In fact, why don't we run down uh, your starting five one more time, and then we can talk about some other players here. Um, center, Hakeem Olajuwon. Power forward, Elvin Hayes. Small forward, Bill Outlaw. Shooting guard, Claude Drexler. And point guard, Liz Bridgen. Why don't um, – I know we've never done this before, but why don't you run down your starting lineup too? Sure. So I also had Hakeem at center, Elvin Hayes at power forward, Clyde Drexler at the small forward, Don Chaney, Duck at uh, at shooting guard, and Otis Birdsong at the point. Now, were there other players from Houston that uh, that you wanted to mention? There, there are 34 players who attended Houston who have made it to the NBA. Not as many in recent years. I don't know that you've watched that many guys who uh, who played at Houston make it to the yeah. NBA. There's not actually that many players. other players I wanted to mention. I mean... I I really did not look into like six man backups. Yeah, there are some interesting players here. I mean, uh, Greg Anderson, who was known as Cadillac during his uh, his career, uh, had some productive seasons early on. Kind of a a big man uh, threw his threw his weight around. That's why his uh, nickname was uh, was Cadillac. Uh, featured on the Pistons briefly. Um, Randy Brown, who was a part of uh, three Bulls oh, yes, championship yes, teams. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as a reserve, but I mean, you know, a useful NBA player for sure. Uh, Carl Herrera, who uh, was on those Rockets teams as well with uh, with Hakeem uh, winning the title. Also, I mean, just like, you know, kind of a bench role player type, but, uh, you know, guy who factored in as a uh, as an NBA player. Now, Damon Jones as well, guy who uh, basketball reference tells us uh, went by the nickname 
best shooter in the world, which uh, certainly fits with his uh, his outsized confidence as a uh, as, as a three point shooter, and and was in fact a part of a successful Heat title team and a, uh, a LeBron Cavs team that contended as well. I also wanted to mention a couple of uh, a couple other guys before we end this segment. Uh, Larry Michaud, guy known as uh, Mr. Mean, uh, played a little bit. I wonder why. It's one of the Mr. Men. Yeah, I think he was actually a big fan of the, the uh, Roger Hargraves uh, series. So uh, that, that might be really? why. Uh, well, you never know. I mean, his uh, nickname was Mr. Mean, and, and those books were around when he was uh, playing back in the, uh, back in the 80s. Uh, just a couple other guys wanted to uh, reference before we uh, wrap up this segment. Uh, some guys who are currently in the league, uh, Damian Dotson, probably the most uh, prominent of those who are uh, who are currently banging. A guy who's been on the Knicks uh, kicking around for the last uh, couple of years. I mean, I think still has, you know, some NBA future in front of him. wonder if you had any uh, any thoughts on uh, on Joe Hamoud. Uh, this guy uh, played on the um, the uh, the Houston Mavericks uh, back in 67-68. Uh, was teammates with uh, with Leary Lentz, who also attended Houston. Any thoughts on uh, on that duo and uh, their performance with the Houston Mavericks back in 67-68? Coached by Slater Martin. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on. That's not um, a very interesting team. Yeah, we'll wrap up uh, wrap up this segment and we'll return in uh, in just a moment and uh, get into the players from uh, UNLV. And we're back to uh, continue our, our conversation of the best NBA players who attended UNLV. And we'll turn to the starting center. Emilio, who you got? I got Armand Gilliam. I think this guy, I was watching some highlights of him, and I think he's kind of like a Hakeem-type player. In what sense? Um, He's very powerful in the paint. He has those nice moves that Hakeem did. Um pretty fast yeah obviously not as successful across his entire career as Hakeem the guy was never even an all-star but I understand what you mean stylistically he played a similar type of game he could shoot could shoot I mean had had some nice uh, moves around the basket anything um anything else to note about Armand Gilliam I mean not really a center right I mean in terms of how he actually played and lined up during his career yeah yeah um I think I, based on the way he played, I think you could put him at the center. Yeah, you could. Uh, you could. You could squeeze him in there. I mean, just not not a lot of great center options from uh, UNLV, in your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, he he's a fit there. I mean, I, I went a different direction. I, I agree, there weren't a lot of uh, high quality options at UNLV at center. So I went with um, Sidney Green, a guy I remember as El Sid. Did you really? Yeah, he's a guy from Brooklyn, uh, you know, hometown guy for uh, for me. Uh, son now plays in Brooklyn as uh, uh, Torian Green. Um, no, I'm thinking of Torian Prince, <laughs> another Torian. Um, no, so he's – but Sidney Green from Brooklyn uh, played an NBA career that lasted, uh, you know, quite a few years, a longer career than most of the other centers uh, or center possible players who went to uh, UNLV. But, you know, pretty unspectacular, I mean, to be honest. I mean, but, you know, that, that's that's what we're working with at uh, the center spot at UNLV. There's some other options that I think, uh, you know, could work their way into this mix, and we'll get to those as we uh, keep working our way through the lineup, guys who are in the league currently. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, w- one of the, the weaker spots on this uh, UNLV team at, uh, at center. How about at, uh, at, at power forward? Which direction do you go there? I want to Larry Johnson. 
Yeah, what can you tell me about uh about the big L? Um, great player. I'm actually kind of surprised he's not holding. Yeah, with him, kind of like Mark Price, as we discussed in the last episode, I think it's really about duration. I mean, Larry Johnson was done, I mean, has played his last game in his age 31 season. So really just not a lot of uh, years. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, t- 10 years in the league. But, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, some of those, you know, somewhat uh, injury-plagued, I mean, you know, n- nothing nothing too major. But, uh, you know, his production had also dropped off quite a bit after, um, you know, about halfway through his career. I mean, by the time he left the Hornets – Kind of not exactly the same force that he had been uh, during the first five years of his career. Very powerful. Extremely powerful. I mean, I think, you know, watching highlights of him now, you know, it looks like he could play in the league now. I mean, he's got kind of like, I don't know, Zion light kind of body type. I mean, in in terms of just like Mm -hmm. him being a ball of muscle who could also just like, you know, dunk all over everybody. I mean, you know, just a huge guy, impossible to shove off his line. Uh, fame during his uh, during his time in the league for uh, his commercials as Grandmama uh, promoting Converse sneakers. I can show you some of those. Uh, number one overall pick when he uh, came into the league out of UNLV, part of uh, draft class in 1991 that included uh, him, uh, Stacy Ogman with the ninth pick, who we'll we'll get to, as well as Greg Anthony. So. Really, stars. I mean, like top twelve picks. Uh, three guys from UNLV that year in 1991. Really special season for uh, for that program. And Larry Johnson, I think, an excellent pick at uh, at the power forward here. How about at, uh, at at small forward? Which direction did you go? I went with Sean Marion. Yeah, tell me a little bit about him. This guy, his shooting form is very interesting. Yeah, maybe the most interesting thing uh, about him when you think about him in, in terms of the overall context of his career and like what it looked like watching him play. Uh, how would you describe his uh, his shooting form for those who haven't he seen? He's kind of like through it, like kinda, like you were telling me yesterday. You you explained it like underhand kind of. Yeah, it's almost like an underhand fling. I mean, it, it's it's as if like his his coaches throughout his career were just like, well, I guess it works for you, so. Uh, just keep doing it, and he did it all the way to the NBA, and and was really successful in the NBA. A four-time NBA All Star, number one, won a championship with the with the uh, Heat, I believe. Sorry, with the uh, Mavericks. What were you saying? Um, I was saying that he um, number one win shares for the Suns. All time, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive, and uh, you know, guy who was a, uh, an integral part of uh, the Suns teams with uh, with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, coached by Mike D'Antoni, that were so successful in the uh, in the two thousands. Uh, really, uh, an, an important player in the history of the league, I think. I mean, in, in terms of his role on those teams that really, uh, you know, set the course for NBA offenses for a long time to come. Man, known as the Matrix. Would you uh, say he's the best UNLV player of all time when you look at uh, their contributions in the league? I actually don't think so. <clears throat> Very interesting. So we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll uh, we'll circle back around on that as, as we go. He, he did play the most minutes of any player. He might be. He might be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the most games. So certainly uh, has has the, a really long track record and a lot of success to uh, stack up against anybody else. So we're in agreement there at, uh, at, at small forward. How about at the two? I got Isaiah Ryder. Okay, so what can you tell me about uh, about Isaiah Ryder? Interesting player, number five overall pick in nineteen ninety three. Did not have a long career. 
did not have a long career. That, that's absolutely true. He was out of the league by age 30 and really didn't play, I mean, significant minutes as a starter after age 28. Yeah, this guy, the dunk that he did in the dunk contest in between the legs. Oh, boy. Yeah, really. I mean, still uh, a very powerful NBA-related memory for myself watching that dunk contest. Man went through his legs. I mean, and, and really, we had never seen that in a dunk contest previously. And uh, I believe it was the East Bay Funk Dunk. And uh, yeah, I mean, I remember you know breaking out the old uh, Encarta uh, CD-ROM, uh, trying to find the, uh, the, the the clip of, of that dunk. Amelia was shaking his head here. He has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> But uh, before YouTube, before it was possible to find these clips, I mean, it was uh, it, it was all hands on deck trying to find uh, highlights of, uh, of awesome basketball players and uh, J.R. Ryder, Isaiah Ryder, as he was known as well, uh, definitely uh, inspired uh, some of that searching. Isaiah Ryder also hit a shot. Uh, Mills, you want to uh, discuss this first? Yeah, second? he was he was trying to throw it back inbounds, like but he was like behind, like he, he was just like trying to save it. Yeah, it was falling out of bounds. Fling it over his head and went down. Yeah, so there, there are some really great uh, J.R. Ryder uh, clips out there if you want to check out YouTube. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, pretty good career. I mean, the guy the guy could really score during his prime. I mean, like right up around uh, twenty points per game at his best, and uh, just didn't last that long. I mean, you know, played a few years in Minnesota on some pretty uh, mediocre teams, made his way to the Blazers, and then uh, bounced around for a few years before it was all over. He won a title with the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't play a ton uh, at, at that point in his career, but yep, he did, does have a title. He played sixty-seven games uh, during the regular season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think a fine choice. I mean, there's not really a great um, options at the two from uh, from UNLV. I went a different direction though. I went with uh, Stacey Ogman, who I think yeah. you can make the argument for at the uh, at, at the three as well, being a, a bit more of a three than as a two. But uh, kind of an oversized player for his uh, his position, a six eight guy could really get up. Known as uh, Plastic Man because he could really stretch out. Um, you know, an important part of, uh, of a bunch of different NBA franchises. I remember him most with the Hawks, where he uh, got drafted and where he played uh, the start of his career. But uh, lasted for quite a while. I mean, played until age thirty seven and uh, was a contributor in, in a lot of places for a long time. And I think. Um, you know, on sort of duration of his career, I think beats out uh, Isaiah Ryder, but Isaiah Ryder might have had some uh, higher peaks, and I think it's um, you know pretty close call between the two of them. Uh, how about at uh, at the point? Which uh, which direction did you go there? I went with uh, Reggie Theus. Reggie Theus, yeah, talking about uh, Riverboat Reggie. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what what can you tell me about uh, about Reggie Theus? This guy could really fill it up. Yeah. Um, he he could. I mean, you know, look look. You look at his uh, his his career statistics and uh, the different categories he was able to contribute in. Uh, uh, tell me a little more. Yeah, over twenty points a game in a bunch of years of his career, like five or something. Yeah, a couple time All Star. Uh, you know, played for uh, you know played a lot of minutes in his career. I mean, averaged uh, you know upwards of uh, thirty three minutes per game across uh, over a thousand regular season games. A lot of contributions went on to uh, make uh, contributions to the um, the uh, entertainment world as well as, uh, as as an actor in a number of different uh, shows and movies and uh, as a uh, broadcaster, as a commentator, as, as a coach. He coached uh, college ball. He coached in the NBA. So a guy who uh, really uh, NBA renaissance man did, has done a lot of different things in his career after being drafted 
number nine overall in 1978. Yeah. Also wore number 24 uh, for his entire career. Very consistent. Yeah. Um, yes, there was one more thing I wanted to say. But, yeah, he also played shooting guard. Yeah, he played a little shooting guard as well. So, I mean, uh, you know, versatile, uh, you know, 6'7". Guard. So, I mean, a guy who was, you know, kind of oversized for a point guard, but uh, could also slide over to the shooting guard and probably play defense against both those positions as well. So quite a useful player. I had Reggie Theus as well as my point guard. Let's get into uh, some of the other players who uh, didn't make the cut. But first, let's just uh, run down our, uh, our our starters again. So I got center on Gilliam, power forward Larry Johnson, small forward Sean Marion, um, shooting guard Isaiah Ryder, and point guard Reggie Theus. Reggie Theus. Yeah, I had uh, I had I had uh, Sydney Green at, at center. El Cid. I had uh, Larry Johnson at power forward. Sean Marion at small forward. Stacy Ogman at the two, and Reggie Theus as well at the uh, at the point guard spot. Now there are a few players who are in the league right now who uh, are worthy of consideration. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about Derek Jones Jr., Christian Wood, maybe Ken Birch if you have a thought on him. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. Um, slammed up. Um, defending slam down champion, actually undrafted. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, this guy can really get up. Yeah, I mean, one one of the the most impressive dunkers I think in NBA history. I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, like uh, how high up he can get, uh, how far back he can reach to uh, rein in some alley oop passes, and still, you know, twenty three right now. So kind of at the height of his athleticism. So. Enjoy your uh, Derek Jones Jr. dunk highlights right now because this is probably going to be as, about as good as it gets, and he's one of the best ever, I think, at just going up and getting it and uh, throwing it down oh, yeah. from way out. So. Airplane mode Jones. Yeah, because he's, like, up there in the clouds. I mean, he's a super, super impressive dunker, and I think, you know, hopefully uh, more to come from him on the on the court, you know, in addition to his uh, dunking exploits. Um how about uh, we were just saying uh, uh, Patrick McCaw, Christian Wood maybe? Christian Wood yeah, had a breakout Christian season. Christian Wood, he came out of the G League, right? Yeah, he bounced around quite a bit. I mean, he, he was a uh, a high school recruit of some note, but took a little while, more than a little while, took, took quite a while to get going in the, in the league, but finally came into it this year with the Pistons getting some some real run. Oh, yeah, he was great. Played really well, probably uh, played himself into a big contract uh, coming up this offseason. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, of all these guys, I think he probably has the clearest path to uh, move on to this list in future. I mean, I, I could imagine him getting to the center spot on this all-time UNLV team. How about you? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's 24, so he has a lot of work to do, for sure. I mean, Armand Gilliam had, uh, you know, long career, uh, had a lot of success. But I think Christian Wood at least has a chance to uh, – Yeah, probably not Derek Jones Jr. Probably not Derek Jones Jr. I, I agree with you. And, and guys like Patrick McCaw and Ken Birch, I mean, kind of uh, very much in the NBA and contributors, but, uh, you know, probably not really seriously threatening uh, this list. Any other players uh, from UNLV who you want to mention? I know Greg Anthony, uh, notable to me as part of that 91 draft class, guy who played uh, point guard uh, memorably for the Knicks for uh, for quite a while and has gone on to a career as an analyst, I mean, really a backup in the NBA, not not notable for, uh, you know, as a candidate for this list. Uh, Glenn uh, uh, Gondrisic, uh, you know, you might know him as, as Gondo. Uh, his brother Grant Gondrisic also played in the league. Uh, yeah, played a few years with the uh, with the Knicks and uh, and Nuggets. Uh, you know, Gondo. I mean, what more can you say? Uh, Jackie Robinson, 
Notably, uh, made it to the NBA. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think it, but. Not um, actually. Well, I mean, actually, Jackie Robinson. I mean, you know, not A not not time. the Jackie Robinson who broke uh, baseball's color barrier. I mean, obviously, not not that guy, but another guy who may have even been named after Jackie Robinson, uh, who, yeah. whom we were just speaking. He um he won a title with the Sonics <laughs> during his three year career. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's something. Um, other players from uh, from UNLV of note, uh, Keon Clark, uh, quality, uh, well, you know, passable uh, backup uh, big for uh, for a number of years. Yeah. Joel Anthony, a uh, guy who was a useful contributor, if you know, in a pretty limited role on those uh, LeBron Heatles teams. Yeah, um, uh, very interesting name. Not too hard to pronounce it. I know you know this guy. Well, why don't you say it? Um. Bryce Ninja Jones. Uh, Bryce DeJon Jones, yes, uh, had a little cameo in the NBA back in uh, in 2016. A name worth uh, worth mentioning. Also, I mean, uh, you can't really talk about uh, UNLV, and uh, I mean, they had you know number one overall pick Larry Johnson, who attended uh, UNLV, taken in '91, as we've mentioned. You got to mention number one overall pick in 2013, Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about Anthony Bennett. Yeah, huge bust. They could have picked Giannis. And uh, they chose Anthony Bennett instead, and Anthony Bennett's career uh, didn't last very long, did it? No, it did not. And it could have been Anthony Bennett and LeBron. Yeah, he was taken by the by the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. <laughs> not and, uh, Anthony Bennett. Um, Giannis and LeBron. Yeah, it's pre- it's a pr- pretty wild to uh, to see someone who's uh, who you know whose stock was high enough to be taken number one overall. The guy's 27 years old right now and has already been out of the league for like three years. So pretty incredible fall, uh, but at least he got that money uh, that comes with being the number one overall pick. So good for him. A couple other names. Do you have any thoughts on uh, on Dexter Boney, my guy Silk, who uh, played really. a little bit during the 96-97 season for the Suns? Not really. That team might have gone to the championship. That might have been the one. Uh, the ninety six, ninety seven Suns. Uh, no, 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 not, not, not exactly. But uh, I, I'm sure Dexter Boney was a positive contra- uh, contributor. Uh, all right, so uh, let's uh, let, let's wrap this up before we uh, before we descend into too much silliness. I won't even mention uh, Gerald Patio, but before we uh, before we wrap this up, we'll uh, well we'll be back in uh, in just a moment to compare uh, the Houston and UNLV teams. And we're back to wrap up this episode by comparing the lineups that we've selected for Houston and UNLV position by position. We'll start off with the center spot where we've got Hakeem Olajuwon for Houston and Armin Gilliam from UNLV. Who you got, Mills? Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, really no need to uh, spend too much time on that one. Hakeem, one of the greatest players of all time. At uh, power forward. At Houston, uh, from Houston, Elvin Hayes, and from UNLV, Larry Johnson. Elvin Hayes, probably. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, clear-cut Hall of Famer versus a guy who was a really good player and an all-star. So that puts Houston up to zip. At small forward, we've got uh, Bo Outlaw, as Melia selected from Houston, up against Sean Marion of UNLV. Who you got, Mills? I got Sean Marion. Yeah, I, I don't think that one really requires a lot more discussion either. Sean Marion, an all-star level player, borderline Hall of Famer, uh, versus Bo Outlaw, who was just a quality contributor. So, I mean, good NBA player, but not up to Sean Marion's level. So that puts it at a 2-1 Houston heading into the two, where you've got uh, Clyde Drexler 
at the shooting guard from Houston up against Isaiah Ryder at uh, UNLV. Who you got? Clyde Drexler. Yeah, again, these are all uh, pr- pretty pretty clear. Not not, not a lot of need to uh, to delve into into the details. Clyde Drexler, a Hall of Famer, and that puts Houston up three one in this breakdown. Now let's get to the point guard where you got Otis Birdsong of Houston up against Reggie Theus of UNLV. Mills. Probably Reggie Theus. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, Reggie Theus a little bit more accomplished, as you mentioned, a real box score filler for uh, uh, you know variety of teams during his career. And uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. So I mean, without uh, without too much controversy there, that puts uh, us at Houston winning three to two as you break them down position by position. Is that how you think it would go if the teams actually suited up? Yes. Yeah. What's your? I mean, just expound on that a little bit. What, what's your thinking? Because they have Clyde Drexler, Alvin Hayes, and Ricky Lajuan. Yeah, I mean, three Hall of Famers uh, and three like pr- pretty high end Hall of Famers. It's uh, it's hard to argue. I mean. Not like they have Dino Raja as one of their Hall of Famers. Oh, man. Shots fired coming after Dino Raja, which I completely agree with. Uh, guy who's not worthy of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Elvin Hayes, Clyde Drexler, all very qualified Hall of Fame members. I agree with you. Houston would uh, would come out victorious in, uh, in a battle between these two squads. So that's what we got for this week, our breakdown of, uh, of Houston versus uh, UNLV. We uh, look forward to uh, to joining you again soon. And if you're enjoying, please leave a rating, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we, uh, we're we popping up on uh, more and more uh, podcast-related applications. Uh, we're on Spotify, Podknife, Anchor, uh, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and we'll be uh, appearing in more and more places as time goes by. Please uh, also feel free to uh, reach out to us at uh, barnardsonthenba at gmail.com with any comments that you might have, or find us on social media on Twitter at barnardsonnba. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.